You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media, hitting you up on a huge, huge, huge sports week. We are going to do the NFL playoffs. We are going to do all this insane coaching news. As a special guest with us for this week's episode, we have Dolphins podcaster extraordinaire here joining us for the Chiefs Dolphins preview. Very intriguing game uh, because of some of the things that have come out throughout the week building up. First, introduce yourself, man. Tell us where people can listen to you. Tell us where people where they can find you. Yeah, what's up, everybody? I'm Josh. You can follow me on Twitter. I don't call it the other thing. So you can call me. You can catch me on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. Um, I co-host a podcast with my brother from the exact same mother um, called The Same Old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. So we do two shows a week during the regular season. Usually we're live on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel um, on Monday nights. Also, Thursday evenings is usually when we do our game preview show. Uh, Monday's usually a recap pod. And uh, yeah, so we go we go live. We're also available in podcast form. If you subscribe to Dolphins Talk Podcast, you can also subscribe to the same old Dolphins um, directly. Um, but that's where we are. We're talking Dolphins multiple times a week. Long time, long suffering Miami Dolphin fans mm. who were riding high for a minute. We were riding high for a minute this season. Um, but now- Two years in a row, of- man. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, this is this is part of the reason why the show is called the same old Dolphin show because we've been watching this exact season play out for the last like three decades. Basically, is the team plays real, real well, puts himself in great position to close the season strong and put themselves in a in a good spot for a playoff run, only to collapse down the stretch and end up either missing the playoffs entirely or limping into the playoffs and then basically just going one and done. And that's kind of what we're. I no no spoiler alert or anything, but looking I, I looking down the barrel of well, like that that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah. Anytime you want to do a segment on the fact that the Dolphins need to switch back to those Christmas Day uniforms, uh, I am down. Oh. No matter where I'm at in the world, no matter what time of the day or night it is, I will come on that pod and talk about that for an hour straight. Because I love People those fucking uniforms held. and the curtain ones drive me crazy. <laughs> yes. People need to be held accountable. <laughs> for changing away from the fact that they, I mean, they changed from the old school low. I mean, and, and frankly, when they changed to, to that logo in the uh, mid eighties from the original logo, they just tweaked the dolphin. They made it a little bit bigger, but it was still the throwback logo. And that's what they've been rocking. Like that uniform is the best uniform. Yes. In, in, in my opinion, in sports. And it's they, right up there. They, Absolutely. They had the audacity in the late nineties to change to that weird cartoon dolphin thing that I don't know what yeah. that was. And then they changed it again to the modern logo, which is basically a pickle being thrown through an onion ring. And that's, yeah, I, that's our logo now. <laughs> Those uniforms are amazing. How do you change uniforms that you went, you became the only undefeated team in the league in like all these teams I, resist, like the Broncos have had the same garbage uniforms because that's what they had their success in. So they keep it. Y'all went undefeated. <laughs> You're the only ones. And you changed. People that need uniform. to be held accountable. <laughs> yes. All right. Speaking of being held accountable, the football gods seem like they are ready to hold the Dolphins accountable for dropping that 14-point lead because it is looking mighty cold this weekend. Uh, last I saw was ambient around uh, zero. And wind chills of negative 
30. Negative yeah. 30. Yeah. Um, I don't want to speak completely out of turn. I'm sure you'll have it right at the tip of your tongue. Mike McDaniel, these Dolphins, not great in weather below 30 degrees or below 40 or something like that. I just saw the stat. Um, not yeah, super I think awesome. Something like, yeah, I think we're something like Ofer. Yeah. Like the last, uh, like I think it was 2000. Uh, ironically, 2008 was the last time the Dolphins won a cold weather game. It was like a, it was a 10 degree day in, of all places, Kansas City. But uh, Tyler Thigpen is no longer the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, Chad Pennington is no longer the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. So that was, that was the last time the Dolphins won a, like a cold weather game. And, and so. Let me assure know, any of you out there that have any doubts. Uh, I've lived in, worked in, existed in temperatures like that. You know, 40s, even 30s, if there's no wind, you'll be all right if you're out there running around. But this, this will absolutely physiologically affect you. This, it, once you get start talking about teens and singles, yes, it is a, it is an effect. It is not all mental. It will physiologically affect the functions of your body. So this is going to be tough. Josh, give us a rundown, man. How's this going to go? Well, I mean, basically what you got to look at is you've got two teams that are kind of limping into the playoffs here, right? You've got yeah, the, the, the Chiefs have been all out of sorts all season long, and you really had a team that was Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco, and you had Travis Kelsey, and you, you had a, an unproven group of receivers. And what we saw particularly early in the season is that Travis Kelsey was basically the only weapon, and Mahomes couldn't find a reliable receiver and a reliable other passing weapon for him. And then as the season went on, uh, Rasheed Rice stepped up and, and seemed to establish himself as that number one receiver. But Travis Kelsey has begun finally, you know, and, and if you're, you know, a lot of people, I don't know if you play fantasy football, but if you're a fantasy football person, people are always like Travis Kelsey is like going to always put up those big numbers for you. He's always going to come through. And this is the first year that it finally is yeah. like, Oh, maybe Travis yeah. Kelsey is actually getting old here. Maybe you know? it's done. So, so he's started to slow down a little bit and hasn't been quite as reliable. So you had the chiefs team that is kind of limping in. And then you've got the Miami dolphins who, and this is the thing that's kind of ironic is that right before the black Friday game that the dolphins played against the jets, you really had a lot of people in the Miami Dolphins fan base starting to celebrate that this team was starting to get healthy. They had been, obviously they didn't have Jalen Ramsey for the first half of the season because he got injured, uh, you know, in, in training, like first day of training camp, um, Devon Achan had gotten banged up and they had been dealing with some injuries on the offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball. And coming into that game, it was like, really like, Oh, okay. This is a team that's finally starting to get healthy. And then in that game, you lose Jalen Phillips, who is uh, a, a defensive end, an edge player who's like really coming into his own, having an outstanding breakthrough season, blows his, uh, blows his Achilles and is out for the year. Also in that game, Javon Holland sprains both of his MCLs on a freak play. And so he's out for weeks and weeks at a time. And that's an injury that even though he has since come back is still fighting with, and we may not yeah. see him on Saturday night. Um, and then shortly, and then the injuries just started mounting one after the other. You lose Connor Williams and the Monday night game against the Tennessee Titans. You lose Jerome Baker in the Washington game. 
you lose. Now you've lost Bradley Chubb at the end in garbage time against the Ravens. That's one of the most infuriating things that you've lost Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. Both of those injuries happen in garbage time at the ends of games, but I digress. So we lost those guys. And then in the game against Buffalo, you've got, who are your other pass rushers? You've got Andrew Van Ginkle and you've got, um, uh, there was somebody else got hurt in that game. Xavier Howard got hurt in that game again. Deshaun Elliott got hurt in that game. It's just one thing after another. And it's just like, there's nobody left. So we signed three new pass rushers this week, brought in Justin Houston, brought in uh, uh, Bruce Irvin, and then signed Malik Reed back to the practice squad. And so these are the three guys that you've got. And like Vic Fangio in a, in a press conference was asked about, well, what about these guys? What do you think of these guys? And he's like, great, we need bodies. Is basically what he had to say about these guys that they're bringing off the street to play in a playoff game. So the Dolphins are limping in. There is questions about, as I mentioned, whether Javon Holland would play in this game because his MCLs are back acting up again. You've also got the injury list goes on. You've got Deshaun Elliott, who injured his calf right before the Buffalo game last week. He went on to play, but we were told today by Mike McDaniel that he is not going to play a snap, uh, uh, do a single rep in practice this week because he needs every, all the rest that he can get. It's going to go up to game time. And then there was also the quote that Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle, while there was talk and optimism that they were going to be back for this game, McDaniel says it's going to go up to game time to decide whether oh, or not they boy. play. So you've got, you've got this team is just so banged up. And, you know, and then now on top of all of that, not only do you have these guys uh, nursing injuries, now you're going to go play in zero-degree weather. Unbelievable. So – to to talk about the matchup, it, it seems like ultimately if the Dolphins have Mostert and Waddle back, I think the key is going to be that those two guys can hopefully lift this offense. I, I said on our podcast previewing this show, previewing this game, that they're going to need to score four touchdowns to win this game is honestly what I believe. Because even though the, the, the Chiefs offense hasn't been what it has been traditionally in the past this year, I still think they're going to be able to move the ball and have some success against this Dolphins defense. It's so it's just so banged up, and the Dolphins are just really going to need to rely on this offense to somehow get it get it done. And the key is they can run the ball. So if Mike McDaniel can stick to his guns and actually run the ball instead of, you know, changing up his plan just based on what the defense shows him and letting, letting other teams dictate the game to him, if he could stick to his guns, I think there's a possibility the Dolphins can succeed because the Chiefs are kind of not great against the run. I think they've, I think they've allowed 100 yards rushing against every team this year, except for, I think, the Giants maybe or something like that. So it's, it's a game that's there for the Dolphins to win. They have the possibility, but they're going to need this offense, this dynamite offense that sort of set the league on fire early in the season to somehow get that magic back and – ignite the team again because otherwise i i just don't see how they're going to win this game if it gets if it comes down to being a defensive struggle it is going to be the danger zone uh as a as our listeners know you're new to us lifelong 49ers fan very very familiar with vic fangio vic fangio's defense so much of it predicates on those edges being successful and that's why in the pre our preseason episodes, I was very high on the Dolphins. I said they've added Fangio. They got the two bookends. They got Phillips and they got Chubb. That is what that defense is predicated on. Like that's going to be the thing that makes the big leap. That's going to push them into being the NFC East champions or AFC East champions. And then both of those guys in particular got hurt. It's definitely uh, a dangerous, dangerous situation going on this weekend. So you gave your keys to victory. 
Do you do you have a pick? Do you guys is that a thing you do on your show? Do you allow yourself oh, yeah. to possibly pick against against the fans if that is how you feel? What is your oh, prediction? Been... Winner or loser? <laughs> I've been watching this team for far too long to be able to sit here and tell you with a straight face that I think the Dolphins win this game. I've been I've seen I've seen this story. This is why the show is called the same old dolphin show, because I've seen this story so many times over and over and over again. And as much as I would love to sit here and tell you that I think the dolphins are going to win this game. I just don't believe it. I just think they're too banged up. They've shown me time and time again, this season that when it comes to the tough, the tall task, they're just not up to it. They haven't been up to it. They they've come up small in those big games to our quarterback, who I love, who has had a, his by far his best season as a pro still, which has been a thing now the all every year of his career comes up small in these in December and January, I, it, like almost more often than not, he comes up small. So as much as I would love to sit here and tell you that I think the dolphins are going to win this game. I just don't think it's going to happen. I know how they can make it happen. And there's certainly a world where it will happen, but I don't believe that's going to happen. So uh, give me, give me the, the chiefs take in this one. Probably I'll give you 27, 19. Oh, there you go. So our Dolphins expert is going with the Chiefs. Tay, what are your thoughts on this game coming up? Yeah, I'm going to also go with the Chiefs. Like you said, the Dolphins, the Dolphins are, just, are injured, you know, down the board at every position but their quarterback. And congratulations to Tua for not missing any games. That You know, that was I know that was a concern for some people uh, in the offseason, but uh, he, put on a, he put on that weight. And whatnot, but yeah, uh, I just yeah, like he was saying, um, injury injury bug really hit them throughout the season. They lost, they lost some of their best defenders. They lost most of their uh, best defenders, honestly, and they're about to be missing. They might miss, you know, some offensive uh, weapons that they got and whatnot. You know, it's just, I don't know. You need all hands on deck. You know, you're playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs haven't looked good this year, but I, I think they got the switch. It, it's playoff time. I, I think the, yeah, the champs are the champs until they're not no more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs have that switch, and you gotta really, you gotta compete. Like you gotta, you know, like Chiefs. I know it's a different roster, but they can come back still. Like they have to show me that they, they're not that team anymore. But um, yeah, it's gonna be really hard for for the Dolphins to win. You just, to, I just think the the injury that's a big part. You don't have your whole team. The Chiefs are pretty healthy to me. I couldn't. I can't tell you an injury on the Chiefs. You know that they're hundred percent healthy. They're, they're ready to go. They play in the cold. They're, you, I'm not. I'm not this cold. But you know they they do play. In the cold. They're more used to it than dudes who live in Miami. <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the Dolphins play under eighty degrees at home. You know, whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. Everything is just. It's just not going right for the Dolphins. So I will go with the Chiefs. I don't got a score, but yeah, I'm, I'll go with the Chiefs. True. They're wearing uh home colors. <clears throat> um Chiefs, Dolphins. Are we gonna get are we are we gonna get one are we gonna get one person who who has any hope for these poor dolphins? Honestly, yeah. Um I'm still gonna pick the Chiefs, but <laughs> let me just let me just clarify. I'm still gonna pick the Chiefs, but I you know, the Chiefs have a tendency to when you think something is going to go the like a certain way, nothing happens the way you expect it with them sometimes. And I could see 
despite them have and then also like I almost feel like you know sports has got that thing where like everybody's like oh man you know this team you gotta count them out because they they don't play this way and and this is not you know beneficial for them and then that team takes it as a challenge and they go out and they play their best possible game whether you when you're you know next man up mentality and I think for the Chiefs the Chiefs have looked so out of sorts and so awful like which is uncharacteristic of them. I think we yeah. sometimes we, we remember well, the, the, the Raiders beat them with what they have no passing yards in the second half in that Christmas game. Yes. Yeah. Something Zero like that. So, yeah. So, so, you know, it ain't like the chiefs are like these world beaters, right? We're talking about these issues that the dolphins have, but the garbage ass Raiders came out and punked out the chiefs at home. So it's not impossible. So I, I want to say this, right? So I know the Dolphins aren't used to playing in the cold weather, but one of their uh, biggest offensive weapons is used to playing in colder weather. That's true. So I think that's the X factor for the Dolphins if they want to win. And let's be clear, the Chiefs don't have anything to slow the Dolphins' biggest offensive weapon down. In my opinion. That's also true. So I think – you know, and this and this is this is for all the sports betters. This is another thing that I've I've said countless times. Every time you have a game where everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we think it's gonna go this way," it's always that one game where all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, you know, plus eight hundred on the money line for such and such," and then next thing you know, you know, it could be like twenty to twenty, and then you know the Chiefs have a terrible last possession. Um, and it's like two minutes left in the fourth quarter. And, you know, all it takes is that one big Tyreek, you know, uh, pass, you know, pass play. And once that happens, you, you just don't know, you know, you don't know. So I think, you know, logic says go with the Chiefs, but I am so not, like, so not sold on, on, on the Chiefs that it would not surprise me. I'm not picking them. But it would not surprise me if the Dolphins could pull it off. Um, I just think if the Dolphins did pull it off, I still don't see them going too much, you know, too far, too much further um, after now, that. My 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 brother said on the show that we just recorded. He said this is probably the Dolphins Super Bowl because, I mean, unless unless. Pittsburgh beats Buffalo. Pittsburgh beats Buffalo and the Dolphins win this game. That means in the divisional round, we're going to Cleveland or Houston. And those are, regardless of who it is that we're playing, I would feel okay about that. But, you know, assuming Buffalo beats Pittsburgh, then the, the Dolphins, if they win this game, we'd go to Baltimore. And Baltimore just laid the smack down on us. And we were reasonably healthy in that game. Uh, I Baltimore might put up a 70 spot on us mm. uh, at this time. So, you know, I... Hey, like I said, I have a hard time seeing that the the road for the Dolphins goes much further than this game on Saturday night. That's why they play the games, gentlemen. Josh, you can plug one more time, or if you want to hang out and keep talking, then we can then we can hang out, or you can plug in and, and head off into the sunset, the the blazing <laughs> well, South Florida sunset. Yeah, that's right. Well, I wish I was in South Florida right now. I'm in I'm in <laughs> Central New York. It's uh, a little cold up here, but mm. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I got to hop off, but I'll plug in. One more time, follow me on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. 
and you can uh, download every episode of our show on the uh, on dolphinstalk.com. Check us out on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel and dolphinstalk.com. That's where that's where all of our stuff is. Download, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff at Sam L. Dolphins, all the social media sites. Um, and yeah, come chop it up with us. We appreciate you guys having me on. True's going to love this. Josh, before you go, there's one thing real quick. Brock Purdy, elite quarterback or not. No, I'm joking. <laughs> True. Oh God, you just can't. You just, you just can't. You just you gotta ask everybody. I, hey, I no, no. It. Hey, Josh knows what it's like because people say the same stuff about Tua they say about Brock. Oh, so he, you got, he knows. You got five, four or five elite quarterbacks in the league, and then you mm-hmm. have the next tier, which is like all the other quarterback, like the other quarterbacks who are solid, good quarterbacks. That's the tier Brock Purdy's in. That's the tier that Tua's in. Neither yeah. Purdy nor Tua are, are in the elite tier. The elite tier is the the tier of quarterbacks that you have to account for those specific quarterbacks in order to deal with the team. And so, like, and for me, there's like three or four, uh, you know, a handful of those guys. There's Mahomes, there's Lamar, there is uh, Josh Allen, and uh, I would put I would put Joe Burrow in that category yep. when he's healthy. Yep. He's he's at that level. Um, I think that's probably like that's probably it. Those four yeah. guys. After this last season, yeah, that that's probably it. I don't know that there's somebody else that I would put in there. I mean, I like Tom Brady at the peak of his powers was there. Aaron Rodgers at the height of his powers was there. I would say Russell Wilson was there for like two seasons. But oh, yeah. Like, oh, like, it's a 49er right fan. Now, I can attest to that. Yeah. Little right fucker. now in this league, four guys. Four guys. Jalen Hurts has the potential to be there, but I mean, this year he, he kind of fell off a little bit this year, but um, you know, anyway, well, anyway, they I never get out of here, but they uh, never fall off on dolphins. Talk follow Josh. Thanks a ton, man. Thanks guys. Take it All easy. Right, Moving on to the other playoff games. Yeah. Moving oh, on. Uh, hold on a second. Sure. Time is not on my side. Hold on a minute. Old WWE Network just randomly started playing when when he fucking logged out. That was okay. <clears throat> so what else is going on Saturday night? That's the is that Lions Rams? What's the Saturday night game? Saturday night, we got, well, Saturday afternoon, there's the Cleveland Browns going against the Houston Texans. Oh, yeah. Look at Tay, the big smile. He got his arm up. You are already counting this as your boys are, are rolling into the next round. Hey. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's Browns are just too much, man. They're, 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 just, they're better every position. They're, they're better than the Texans, man. Yeah, and I, there's just no match for oh, it. Is, I'm I'm expecting a blowout. Honestly. Oh, okay. Well, what I'm, if I, what if the Joe Flacco? What if the the clock hits midnight, man? He turns back into a pumpkin. He did not pass for very many yards in the second half of that Jets game, Tay. Yeah. See, this here's what you gotta do. You gotta get so far ahead that it doesn't even matter. <laughs> that's what that's what elite quarterbacks do, right there. Not you know. <laughs> that's what elite quarterbacks. Uh, uh, they got a pretty good defensive game planner over there in Texans. 
Yeah, the man who should be the damn coach of the year, D'Amico Ryan's. He is. It's still going Browns though. Oh yeah, I'm definitely going. I'm never even. I'm going Browns for sure. Like not even. I didn't even have to think about that. Super Bowl, huh? Super Bowl, right? Yes. (laughs) I mean, no. Hey, hey. If Joe Flacco continues to play like he had been playing, they're the. Well, I mean, I don't want to disrespect the Ravens because we got to see it, but. They're just as complete of a team as anybody that there is. Top three defense, great running game, great offensive line, good weapons, and then a quarterback who was playing like a top 10 quarterback at the end of the year. Like, it is what it is. It's it's insane, but it is what it is. True, your thoughts, Texans, Browns? Um, Man... (laughs) I don't want to go Browns because Tay has been wouldn't shut up about them all damn season. Which I just also want to point out why does this happen? There, guys, we did it. Just want to set this out, and, and of course, I wish we had everybody else on here. We actually made it through. This is our first full NFL uh, regular season that we made it through. As uh, you oh, know, yeah. doing the pod, oh, yeah. so I, I, it, yeah. it hit me as I'm I'm saying it. So. Um, you know, shout out to Axe. I'm sure he's asleep somewhere. And um <laughs> <laughs> you know, shout out to Apollo who is at uh was at a game tonight and Peagle who is believe he's on daddy duty. So um no, nah, I just it just hit me that yeah, man, like we really, we really straight up uh went through an entire season. I'll say this, I think the Texans have a chance, but they're missing some pieces. Um, you know, CJ's uh, you know, one of his go-to receivers. I mean, it was Nico and it was Tank, right? So yep. uh, he's he's missing one of them. And, you know, Nico can only do so much. And the Browns defense, man, you know, the Browns defense is solid, man. You know, that's a, that's a hefty defense over there. Um, I'll go Browns, you know. Uh, I, I'll go Ooh. Browns. God, Taze, oh, they're dancing. But I would also love it. If the Texans, <laughs> if the Texans pulled it They'll off, just go, go Texas there. there nah, is a there I, is a path where it could happen. Yeah, I so it's so the thing. I'm gonna I, like. I'm giving I'm giving analysis. So my analysis is, in terms of who the better team is, uh, the Browns have have the better team. Uh, the one thing I will say, actually, that I think about it, that is a little interesting, is that it's in Houston. So yeah, with it being in Houston, there is a bit of. Slight bit of advantage. The same thing will be said for the for these other um couple of uh couple of games coming up this weekend. But um to me, I don't know, man. I think straight up we're looking at uh probably the Browns, Browns taking this one. Um but said I I I do feel like there is an opportunity. A big opportunity for the Texans to pull it off. And I think that would be the absolute cap on CJ's rookie year if he could do that. I don't see the Texans going very far if he if they did pull this off. But that's still to get in your rookie season, you know what I mean, and get a playoff like playoff win and he's been playing amazing. Um, yeah, I I I'd like to see it. But that Browns defense ain't no ho. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That Browns defense ain't no ho. Man. Big time, so. big time. Steelers, Bills. Uh, 
I don't think we have too much expectations for something anybody does, but there is no. a really solid chance. Hold your horses. There's a really solid chance that there's going to be heavy lake effect snow in this game. Snow could equalize things a little bit, could make for some shenanigans. Who the hell knows? Uh, otherwise, not nah, looking great. Steelers are without JJ, without TJ Watt. They're without JJ Watt as well. Um, no TJ mm-hmm. Watt. Um, did not really look inspiring against a lot of backups in the Ravens in a win and end scenario. Uh, yeah. I, we could just, you know, a bunch of crazy stuff could happen in the snow. You never know. But I just, I don't see much, much else going on for the state. It's goddamn the goddamn bills. You know, they had saggy, saggy diapers all fucking year, just kind of, kind of dragging along. And now not only do they get into the playoffs, but now they're going to have a super easy path into the fucking, you know, the final four of the AFC fucking goddamn it. Um, Bill Steelers, any thoughts there, Tay? Um, I'm I'm going with the Bills. The Bills earned it. You know, they started off very slow. And I guess that's the kind of it's just the kind of quarterback Josh Allen is, uh, back against the wall. He plays his best football, you know. They they put on a big win streak, they beat great teams in that win streak. Uh they beat they beat the Chiefs. I think they beat the Cowboys, I believe. They beat the they beat the uh the Dolphins, you know, like they just they beat good teams to to get here, and you know that's what happens. Put uh, Josh Allen back against the wall. I guess he plays his best football. So, um, I mean, your guy James Cook is gonna be is gonna be huge in this. They can get him rolling, and that you can kind of neutralize that snow effect. Yeah, that's true. If they use him, because you know they they like the they this, their bills are weird. They they gonna, they're gonna give Leonard Fournette's gonna get the ball ten times this game. Playoff Lenny. Yeah, I already know. How to that. God, <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, I'm definitely going with the Bills. I don't think the Steelers are good enough. Like, not 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 with a third string quarterback. No, I mean the, the offense has looked the best it's looked all year with that fucking third string quarterback. Not in the playoffs, but it's still not been very good. Uh, true. Steelers, uh, Bills, Bills. Uh, fuck the Steelers and anybody who love them. That's first. Oh, man, first and foremost. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I just think the Bills, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a big Bills fan in general, but um, I I just don't see it, you know? Um, I I, I just honestly don't see it. And Steelers, you know, Steelers got lucky to get in. You know, it's interesting seeing those uh, AFC North teams all get uh basically all get in and, and it's funny the one of the one of the other teams that I didn't expect that one of the teams that I expected to get in didn't get in of course which is the Bengals obviously you know Joe Burrow's injury so I, I I think this 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 is this is ending um you know early game Bills Bills got it um you know the, the weather could be a factor but the Steelers just don't look that good to me you know it's just a couple a lot of things had to go right for them to get in so. You know, like with the Browns, we see the Browns. I'll, you know, the Browns inspire you to look at them and say, "Hey, man, this is this is a good good team. They they could do some damage." 
I don't have that feeling with the Steelers. So, um, yeah. So, Bills all day. Hate that I'm saying that. Lions and the Rams. Uh, so I'm definitely going to roll over and uh, do a, a two-game parlay. Uh, Packers and Rams tease them out to plus, plus seven and a half and plus nine and a half, respectively. Rams-Lions, man, I think this has got every bit of a setup. For the Rams to not just win, I think the Rams might donkey stomp these fucking guys. Sean McVay knows everything about Jared Goff and the things that will trick him and the things that will sucker him in. The Lions defense is jiggly fucking cheeks. They are fucking terrible. The Rams loaded with fucking weapons, been on a hot streak. And Dan Campbell, as much as we love his enthusiasm, is kind of a fucking idiot. And Sean McVay is not. Um, I think there's every opportunity that the Rams are not even going to win, not only going to win this game, but they're going to blow the Lions the fuck up. True. I Good gambling opportunity here. What do you think? Rams, Rams, Lions. Uh... I'm going to go with Rams. Um, There's a lot of experience on that team. There's also a lot of youth on that team, right? Uh, (laughs) I mean, offensively, they they might have one of the best best, rookie of the year. Um, I think it's hard. It's like the Rams have – you have a, you know, really, really good quarterback in Matt Stafford. You have uh, some great offensive weapons. Uh, fairly solid defense, obviously. Um, the one thing that I think is going to come into play here is, is is what you said, Eric, is that Sean McVay knows Jared Goff, and Jared Goff is not a spectacular quarterback. I think he's been pretty, you know, pretty good since he's been in Detroit, and he's exceeded expectations. But exceeding expectations does not mean you're in the same, you know, echelon, you know, echelon of, of Others and I think, I think the Rams have what it takes to get this done, and um, you know, the Lions got a lot of weapons too, though. You know, Lions got a lot of weapons. Yeah, on that yeah, team. yeah. A lot of, but um, I think La- Laporta got injured. If I'm not yes, mistaken, he did. right? He's out. So, so he's out. And if that's the case, you know, that's that's that, that puts him in a tough spot. Anytime you're missing some key players. That is that's tough, and I think straight up you're gonna see exactly why the Lions have had the lack of history, uh, you know, the lack of success in their history, and I think there was the playoff wind drought continues, right? Because they ain't had a was they had a playoff win. I forgot how many years was it? About thirty, I think. Yeah. At least. So I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think the Rams caught fire at the right time because they started off struggling a little bit early on in the season and they caught fire. So another blowout. Okay. This is, this is going to be another blowout. Okay. Tay, I think, I think that, uh, I said that I, th- I thought the Rams not only are going to win this game, I think they have the opportunity to win it by double digits. Uh, what are your thoughts on Rams lions? No, the lions. Oh my goodness gracious. I, I'm not, you're I testing think... your luck. 
Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm picking the favorites uh this game. And uh yeah, you know, uh both of y'all do you think the Lions should be favored over the Rams? Why? Dan Campbell not a better coach than Sean McVay. They have no defense that can stop the Rams offense. Sean McVay knows everything about the Lions quarterback. Yeah, but that was like 20 years ago, like, you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was man, that was like 20 years ago. I don't Jerry Goss, Jerry Goss a different quarterback now. But um yeah. Now I'm gonna go with the favorites. I'm gonna go with the Lions. At home in the dome, think they'll win their their first playoff game. They'll break the streak and they'll move on next week. I just, I think they're running attack. Just just that alone, I think that'll push them over the top. You know that'll um pretty much secure the win for them. If anything, I would expect that to be a double digit win. I think the Lions are gonna really uh outdo themselves. Um, Oh my goodness! Play. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going with the Lions. I'm going a big win with the Lions. You know, really, really shutting everyone up. Well, Show I hope why they're the favorites. I hope both oh, teams God. run the ball forty times so that their defenses can be nice and beaten up for when they potentially play the 49ers. Um, so this other one that I'm ready to do this parlay and I can't wait to do it. I'm going to tease the Packers. Up to plus nine and a half because incredibly, I believe they're plus six and a half opening line. That is insane to me. The Packers on the NFC side have the hottest quarterback going in the NFC right now. The Packers. So my only concern is that the Cowboys do have more blue chip players. They have more star, five-star players. Can you name somebody on the fucking Packers offense outside of Jordan Love? Not fucking really. Um, so that's that's a concern. But the Packers defense has some good stars on it. I think there's every reason to think that the Packers could win this game. Not just stay in it. I think they could win this game because Jordan Love is operating at a very high level right now. He is the hottest quarterback going in the NFC. Really, when you step back and look at it, maybe in the NFL, as far as pure, he's on fire right now. I mean, Lamar dropped some some crazy points and some crazy yards his last game out. But other than that, I think Jordan Love's right behind him as far as far as which quarterback is on fire the most right now? The Packers might win. I'm going Packers. Fuck it. Tay, what do you think? Well, <laughs> I don't like picking, you know, because I, I already know True's going to pick the Packers too. Uh, no way he makes the Cowboy. But, yeah, I, I guess. You're wrong, be- actually. Wow. Oh, yeah. That oh. Was- I'm de- I'm confident now. I'm going with the Packers. <laughs> I, I just want you to know I tricked you because I was going to back. Oh! <laughs> I'm bullshit. I'll never go to fucking Cowboys. Right, uh, you let down your guard for just a second. See, but that's how bad deep down you want to pick the Packers because you know I'm right. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to pack. I said at the beginning of the season, Jordan Love is gonna have a good. I said this, and here we are. He started off okay. Had a, a bad streak and now he's he's you know he's ramping up again. Yep. Yeah. And um I think I think the Packers are they're they're a good team. They're a good team. They could they can defend. 
Obviously, they can score. They got Jordan Love. Jordan Love can make every throw. Um, receiving core, like they don't have the big names, but they play football. They all they they do their job. You know, Jaden Reed does his job. Christian Watson, if he plays, like they 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 have good players. They're all young. They have the youngest receiving core in the NFL. That I, I like that. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah, that, you know. Yeah, that's Tay's real team. All young. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the Packers are pretty good. I think uh, we just know we just know the Cowboys. They're just bound to just just mess it up. That's that's what they do. That's the Cowboys, and I think it starts now. I think wild card. I don't even think they. I don't think they get a game in the playoffs this year. I'm I'm going with the Packers to beat the the Cowboys in the wild card. There we go. True. Well. It's very rare we all agree on something. So, um, you know, I, 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 it wouldn't, you know, I'll be honest. It wouldn't have mattered if it was the Buccaneers, if it was the Rams, if it was the Lions, <laughs> if it was the Eagles. I'm never picking the Cowboys to win anything. I don't care. Usually I'll give my unbiased opinion on who I think is a better team and, you know, just say, hey, I think this is. The Cowboys have proven every time you start to believe in them that they can do something, that they'll blow it. And the perfect scenario is set up for them to blow it by having this young, fast, youthful team in the Packers go out there and dance all over these motherfuckers. So with that being said, I would go with the Packers. Um and I think it would just be so much better. It's so much better because the Packers going into Dallas Stadium and dashing their hopes, all this deck for MVP, deck for MVP. We got CD, we got Tony Pollard. I got he's getting see- sacked by Rashawn Gary and throwing interceptions to, to Jair Alexander. And it's just look at the end he's of been the day. Sa- he's been saving those interceptions up. He's yeah, ready to drop huh? drop a load of them. But I also want to say, like, I think when you're riding a wave of, of, of like, being on fire, that changes that, you know, that can change the complexity of everything because you're you're a team that had to hustle to get in. So now you're like you're in synergy with your with your with your teammates. You like the yep. defense is all yep. together. Like the Cowboys look good, but they don't look good when they play against teams that can really compete with them you know like the cowboys will go out there and look good against you know this this one team but then they'll go against a team that's this top you know one of the top this will be the first quality team they beat all year if they beat them yeah so i think i think i you know unless you know look uh jerry jones might might drop a bag and we might see some questionable calls uh and and maybe they do (laughs) find a way you know find a way out but uh, I think if the game is called halfway fair, um, Packers will take it. So, yeah, I'm going to go Packers. So, yep. Monday night game is a little bit grotesque in that, you know, that's the way it's interesting. It's interesting, interesting like a freak show. Um, Buccaneers, Eagles. I'm just gonna 
Just one more time. Maybe maybe one more time after this if, if it doesn't work out for the Eagles. I brought up a few weeks ago the Eagles point differential and how it was so, so similar to that Vikings team. And then almost immediately after I said that, free fall. Free fall. The Eagles have looked like hot ass. They got the shit whooped out of them by the fucking Giants. Disgusting. Fights in the locker room. Getting whooped by the Giants. Getting whooped by everybody, really. All these losses have been beatdowns. Looks like they have one of the worst defenses in the league. I mean, it, it, it's, it's all piling up. I love point differential so much. If the Eagles hadn't scored a garbage time touchdown in the fourth quarter in that Giants game, they would have had a negative point differential for the year. Crazy. That's how cheeks they have been since the first time that I brought up their point differential this year. Oh, Sirianni, be bopping around, screaming at fucking fans in a game where they only won because the other team dropped a pass. And you have seen what has become of them since then. The Buccaneers, on the other hand, I'd love to like them more. I'm I'm actually kind of happy with the, you know, when people, I get why we all kind of took glee in Baker Mayfield eating shit for a couple of years. But I like that he's kind of done a little reclamation on himself and kind of come back. But man, the Buccaneers did not look very inspiring against a horrible Panthers team in a game that the Buccaneers needed to win to assure themselves uh, that they were going to go well. So it's this, this is actually, for all the wrong reasons, the toughest game to pick of the weekend. Because... While the Buccaneers did not look good, they still have the offensive weapons. They still got Evans. They still got the tight end. They still got Mayfield playing decent against an Eagles defense that can't fucking stop anybody. And they have playmakers on defense against an Eagles offense that can't seem to do fucking anything right. I don't know, man. It's 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 tough. It's tough for me to, to think the Eagles are fully dead and gone, but they got whooped by the Giants. The Giants are not better than the Buccaneers. So is it so crazy to to pick the Buccaneers, which is what I think I might have to do? Tay? It's not crazy to go with that. I mean, he was having playing bad football recently, and, you know, you could expect that to go into the playoffs. So I get it. But uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm gonna do the Eagles are gonna go in uh go into Tampa, take care of business. I, I think that this is their this will be their turnaround. You know, I don't know about later on in the playoffs. I don't know, I don't know about the Eagles going back to the Super Bowl or nothing like that. But I, I do think I think they'll get past the Bucks, no problem. I don't I don't think I think this will be a statement win. Like, you know, I, I think you know how we don't hear the Eagles fans right now, they're very quiet. They'll come back out. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll hear them. Oh, I told you, don't count us out. That this is their game. This is their game right here, and I definitely I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Eagles, despite them playing bad football, really bad football. True, you know, as as a fan of cheeks, are you gonna 
fucking vote for the cheekiest team right now in the in the NFC playoffs. You know, it's like we got Megan Thee Stallion versus Jada Kingdom. Uh, yeah, got just, your Ruby Rose versus you know a lot of cheeks. Yeah, and 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 look, I I want to say this: the Bucks have no business being in the playoffs. I just want to say this because I I fully believe that the uh, NFC South had what the Saints were at the top at one point, I believe, or had a chance to possibly get in. The Falcons were at the top at one point. None of those teams are good. Baker Any Mayfield. Good. Baker Mayfield has played well enough in certain spaces that you you start to believe Mike Evans. Also, you know, you believe that he I mean Mike Evans, people have talked about what he's done. He's accomplished. He has no real moments outside of that one year with, with Tom Brady, uh, you know, in the playoffs. But I think when you look at it, um, I don't know, man. I feel like there's just no way that the Eagles come in without understanding what they need to do. I can't imagine them coming in and fucking and fucking everything up. I cannot imagine them with uh does anybody know I know AJ Brown was down at one point, right? Does anybody know his uh official status? Is he out? Or I, I haven't I haven't seen. I know he was a little like I think yeah I heard I mean it, it would have made headlines if he wasn't playing. I'll, I'll check it though. Questionable. Everyone Questionable. Smith. I think he's good now, but Jalen Hurts and uh AJ Brown are still questionable. But I mean, it's the playoffs, so they're not missing those games for sure, right? I don't yeah, think they're gonna miss. They're not gonna miss it. I yeah. think if you if you take a Eagles team that has that much talent, and the Bucks are very easy to exploit if you know how to use your talent. So I feel like the Eagles, for one game at least, can't speak for any other games after that. But I feel like they'll be able to ex- exploit the Bucks a little bit. I think this is. Like I said, every time in, in sports where people start talking about the demise of a team, right there at the cusp of the team being like that, the demise, they find a way to find, you know, to figure it out. And then what happens is if the Eagles go in and dominate or have a decisive win against the Bucks, what are they, what are they gonna say on ESPN? What are they gonna say on Fox? What are they gonna say on all these? What they're gonna say is, oh man, see. The Eagles just had, they were just ready for the playoffs because remember all season when they were was ten and one and they would win all these games they said the Eagles are just coasting by because they were so dominant and well not dominant but like they were they were dominant in the sense they kept winning and winning and winning barely by skidding their teeth but they were still winning so because of that I think people believe that oh this Eagles team is gonna do. You know, da da da, and now once if they do beat the Bucks, I think they're gonna be like, okay, well, have the Eagles figured it out? Are they are they are the Eagles back? You know, with with their issues just because of they were just ready to get to the playoffs, blah blah blah. So, um, I'm gonna go with the Eagles, but like I said, it, it, I just can't see the Bucks. But I mean, I guess it's in Tampa Bay, so you, you know, I don't know how much home field advantage really really makes a difference um, in this case, but. I think it'll be interesting. You know, I think it'll be an interesting, uh, interesting game. 
but I'm I'm really sad they put it on, on Monday. Like I'm really sad they put. I would have wanted the Rams and the Lions on Monday personally, but you know it is what it is. We've been joined by the by the Baltimore Battalion, the Baltimore Brigade, uh, both Axe and Apollo. Um, so we don't beleaguer all the stuff that we just went over for the for the listeners. I'll just give you guys each one. Lock of the weekend. Who do you know is going to win this weekend? Axe. Buffalo won't punch Pittsburgh in the mouth. <laughs> I think that's my lock of the weekend. Uh, Pittsburgh, they backed into the playoffs. Not impressed with what they got going on. Shout out to Tomlin for the winning seasons and everything. But I don't think they got a chance against Buffalo personally apollo what about you lock of the weekend who is definitely winning this weekend um i think i'll go with i mean i i actually agree with axe <laughs> but um just, just to for the sake of you know radio um i want to say the browns over the Texans. Oh. Hey, put your arm down. God damn it. You know, what are you talking about? Look, look, I'll say it's because of this. CJ Stroud, he's going, he, I mean, I, I love him. You know, I, we, we all love him. Um, I'm proud of him. He's had a hell of a season, hell of a year. Um, I think he's trying to become the youngest to ever start in the playoffs or something like that. Is that I think that's the step. Um, but, you know, it's the thing when it comes when it comes with like rookies or yeah, young players in playoff scenarios, uh, they don't really fare that well. I mean, I'm not saying that he can't win. I'm definitely not saying that, but I just got I just got a feeling that the Browns um, will pull, pull through. Um, I think they're gonna, they're going to rely on the the ground the ground game a lot. Um, you know, Flacco he's going to dink and dunk. Uh, and, you know, uh, throw the ball at the flat. But he still got that arm, and I think Amari Cooper is going to uh, is going to play. So, uh, and, and, and Joku. So, with Cooper and Joku, uh, I mean, Joe is just, like, peppering them with targets. So, um, I, I think I think, I think think the Browns going to pull that out, though. I think the Browns going to pull that out. And Miles Garrett, you know, he's, you know, I think he's going to be defensive MVP, especially because T.J. Watt is hurt. So, um, yeah, uh, I think the Browns will pull that one out. I'm not saying the Browns are going to go far in the playoffs, but, you know, at least for this game. And go Texas. I'm rooting for the black man coaching the black rookie QB. Continue the magical season, man. Get Cleveland up out of there. Fuck them. Tell those motherfuckers, uh, accent. That's right, X. That's I, right. I, 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 I'm rooting for them, yes. But, I'm not. Hey. I, don't, <laughs> I don't care. At all, I'm not rooting for none. I don't care that he's black. I'm not you young motherfucker. I'm, I'm going with the best team. I don't care. Like <laughs> I'm not doing that. I don't care about none of that. I'm going with the best team in the AFC. Man, what rooting oh, for man. the other man and not your brother, man? I that is you know. So okay. I'm going with the better quarterback. So yeah. the, the best Who? team in the AFC. Who? Wait, wait, wait. Oh no! Speaking of not whoa, you know Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco better than CJ? Yeah. Get the MVP. fuck out of here. Joe Flacco was sitting on the couch. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and I respect <laughs> Flacco. Flacco's like one of the greatest Raven quarterbacks of all time. He is the, the greatest. Year old, he is the greatest. He is. 
He, he is the greatest. Right, for for now. For now. I mean, Lamar about to have two MVPs. Super Bowl MVP. He needed Super Bowl MVP. I understand. Once Lamar get this Super Bowl this year, that's not going They got to see the Browns first. Nah. Who give a fuck? Just because they had that one cute comeback. Like, we don't act like we didn't beat these boys by 25 already, man. Okay, you beat them with, with Dorian. No, 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 no. You're they had that little comeback, you know, Watson with the fucked up shoulder. Completed 14 straight passes. Like, yeah. you know, they got a lot of things. We had a double-digit lead. Yeah. Like, like, don't act like these motherfuckers is just, like, head and shoulders. Why are you picking the games, though? You keep, you keep talking about them. Like, come on. They had a run. talking about a head to head match. Okay, talk about the most recent game when the Ravens blew a 50 point lead. You keep cherry picking that first game. Nobody cares about that game. Talk about the most recent game. You're scared hey, of the Browns. You had an all second half. You're scared of the Browns. That's I'm not scared of shit. <laughs> I'm not scared of the niggas. I would prefer <laughs> to play Houston if you ask me. But overall, like, I don't think any of those teams is fucking with us this year. Just based off what I've seen. Like, Buffalo's not that impressive. They're going to smoke the Steelers, but overall. Oh, man. Y'all think it's funny. Look, Tay, I got a question, right? So, mm-hmm. we talked earlier about the Rams and the Lions, right? We said, um, you know, who knows Jared Goff better than Sean McVay, right? Mm-hmm. So, when you when you put that argument out there, then yeah. it's like, who knows Joe Flacco? Better than the Baltimore Ravens, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, hey, whoa, whoa. I'm ready for this conversation. You better not say nothing about that coach. <laughs> he don't do nothing. You better. <laughs> oh no, no, don't get me wrong. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, don't get me wrong. I thought I, I, I hate Harbaugh. I've always hated him. Uh, <laughs> even at Ravens games, I've been like, man, I hate him. The last Ravens game I went to, uh, the Apollo was there at this game. They got the ass whooped. Actually, no, was it? No, that might not have been the last one. The last one, I think the one I was at that the problem was at also was it was a game against the Bengals where they I think they got the ass whooped. That was like a year or two ago. But I'm not a hardball oh, it fan. Was the, it was the it was it was that ice that ice game uh, against the goddamn Falcons. Falcons, you know what? You know what? Yeah, I remember that because it was cold as fuck and we was out Bro, there. Goddamn ass. <laughs> <laughs> But I think, but before that, the one before that, I think it was on Apollo's birthday, like a year or two, a uh, year or two yeah. ago, and they yeah, got the answer yeah. about the Bengals. So, so every time I'm in the I'm in the building, the Ravens don't Ravens don't seem to do too well. So they ain't got to worry about me no more. But I just think watching Harbaugh, and you know, over over the years, I've never been a, a, a big fan of his. I think Lamar has, has saved his job in in many ways. But I feel like when you talk about a team that knows the in and outs of how quarterback moves and what he's capable of. And I'm not Flacco got some weapons, you know, Mario Cooper and Joe Coon, like he got a little weapons over there, but I just feel like the Ravens are better prepared. I really feel like this is the Ravens year to come out the AFC. Like, just, we're number I, one in, in the league in sacks. He has no mobility. He didn't even have mobility in his prime. So 38 year old Flacco back there. Like, yeah, he's lighting these other teams up. He's been playing well. I respect him, but. I think our defense is different this year. First in sacks and takeaways. First team in NFL history to do that. Hey, all I gotta say is he practices against that uh, against the elite defense himself. So I don't think there's a big drop off from from the Browns to the the Ravens defenses. So I think he'll be just fine. He doesn't need mobility. Joe Flacco's just better, man. And you're scared of the Browns. Better, better than who? Who 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 is Joe Flacco better than? If Joe Flacco was so much better than everybody, what happened when he got to the Jets? 
What's happened in the last couple years? Oh, like, he, was, he played good for the Jets. They just wanted to go, go with good. Him. I mean, yeah, he's played pretty. He played pretty good. He, he, he was serviceable, but the Jets are the Jets. So, uh, but the Jets are the Jets. So I mean, yeah, you put it's like, a good roster. Now you put you. He got a good. He got a good roster with 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 the Browns, but he is. You say he better. Who is he better than? He better than Lamar. He better than CJ. He better. Than, how is he better than everybody? When so, is is he Lamar? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a question. Is he the worst quarterback in the whole playoffs? No. What? In the no. Fuck no. no. What? No. No. That's Mason Rudolph. Get Mason Rudolph, the, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the Definitely. Masonic Temple. So, 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 so there we go. That, that's somebody he's better than. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> sure. <laughs> I take. I'm gonna say I take Flacco over Baker Mayfield. I will. I too. would. Yeah, probably. Right now, but, this Flacco. Yeah, yeah, but not. I take him over golf. Yeah, I was, going, I was thinking no, about that. Exactly. I was that. <laughs> it got it got I quiet on here for a reason. I'll keep going. Hey, I'll take him over yeah. that. I don't care what nobody golf, says. Golf is turnover prone. Oh, you know what? No, 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 no. We're going to see it this weekend. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I agree. No, wait. Right. I, I agree with you, Tay. I, you know what? I'm taking Flack over Dak. Fuck Dak. Oh, my so, yeah. goodness. Yeah, Joe That's Flacco, right. He's, he's nice. That's right. No, I agree with Tay there. Oh, I, I, I got a hot one for you. What about Flacco over right now, current? Jalen Hurts. I don't think Joe Flacco's way better than him. <laughs> uh, uh, Yo, Hurts are... gonna have to win on Monday. Y'all playing with his name, man. Everybody <laughs> talking about he got them cliche ass captions. Like he look like one of dog, man. He's a cute dog. Jalen Hurts is a cute dog. So I'm gonna go with. I, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree. Flacco is better. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree. Oh man. You know, what I'm saying Jalen Hurts be barking and shit. Taylor Hurts got his respect back. Yo, y'all playing with his name on these Twitter streets, man. I like Jalen Hurts. I, I, I still love him. I just like I just but, like making fun of him because he's a cute dog. That's the, 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 the problem with the Eagles is, I mean, the 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 brain trust is gone. Steichen's gone, and um, and Gannon's gone. Right? And it shows. Most of them coordinators hurt. Yeah, <clears throat> more so Steichen. But I mean, shit, both of them though. As far as uh, yardage allowed, <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy. Uh, well, that kind of still... rolls into our our next, well, our subject. The NFL coaching had a lot of big changes, and the reason I say that rolls into our next thing because I'm hearing these fucking teams are are interviewing, talking about interviewing the Brian Johnson. For for head coach, and I don't know what the fuck they're thinking, what they have seen out of the Eagles offense this year. That's like, oh yeah, that's what we want to bring over to our team. Um, a lot of significant departures this week. Pete Carroll, you know, as a Niners fan, there's always respect for for Pete, for Beast Mode, Cam Chancellor, Tyler Lockett, Bobby Wagner, Sherm. Like, those are all people who do things the right way, even though we fucking hate the Seahawks and it's fucked the Seahawks for life. And I hope everything bad in the world happens to you and nobody but you. And I'm glad you didn't make the playoffs. And I hope you're fucking miserable, Seahawks fans. But always had love for Pete. Um, He moves on. Mike Vrabel, kind of surprising, got dispatched. 
And then the two big boys of the week, Nick Saban retiring, which is something that I just never thought. I figured I'd I'd fucking die and and Nick Saban would still be putting out, pumping out 10-win teams down there in Alabama. And then just recently, who many consider, although there may be some question now, the GOAT, Bill Belichick. Via resume, he is the GOAT. Um, and it looks like he might still be interested in going someplace else. What was uh, just your thoughts on the coach departures? Um, things that stand out to you? Uh, thoughts on that? Uh, Bill Belichick's uh, record without Tom Brady and his track record of GM, I believe the last all pro that he drafted, it was like one in the last 15 years. And it was, it was Rob Gronkowski. Um, and they don't even end up resign. A lot of the guys don't even get second contracts with the team. So it's been pretty bad for a pretty long time. And it's looking a lot like a lot of their success was, was having Tom Brady elevating everybody else around him in general, though. Uh, thoughts on these coaching departures, uh, Axe? Well, I was surprised by Pete Curl. He's still, like, I forget he's 72 sometimes. He's such a high-energy guy. It seems like he's passionate about what he's doing. So I'm a little surprised by him. Um, I'm not surprised by Nick Saban because I, I think it was when he was playing Texas. And I just seen the look on his face when he was coming out of the tunnel during halftime. He just looked like, yo, I'm too old for this shit. I'm getting fed up. Like, I can't reach these kids no more. Like, soon as the NIL came through, some coaches was like, you know what? This ain't the game that I, I fell in love with as far as coaching. So I'm not surprised by that. He's got an elite resume, easily the greatest college coach of all time. Like, the consistency, of, uh, the pros. Huh? Yeah, hold on a second. I got a couple of, couple of fucking wild stats to throw out there if we're going to do the saving thing. Uh, every player... This, this is fucking wild. I want to make sure I say it right. Every player that played for him for four years won at least one championship. Damn. In a 17-year run. Wow. That's crazy. Even, even better. Well, yeah. But I think this panel would think that this was better, more significant. The 123 players who got drafted under Nick Saban have made a combined two billion two hundred sixty nine million eight hundred ten thousand dollars. Mm. Players that he put into the NFL. Something that I want to bring up because it's a little bit less nefarious now because of NIL and that players get paid, but for a long time. If you wanted to ask somebody who the graduate what the graduation rates were and the graduation rates, especially for black athletes at these mega universities was, I was that guy because I fucking tracked it and always looked it up and it was always keeping track of that when considering, you know, the teams that I rooted for, because to me, my line of work, it's extremely important to me. You shouldn't just have them there for school for you need to make sure you need to be nurturing mentoring making sure that these young men graduate 
with a degree at the end of the day, or you're being extremely exploitive to them. You know, because that's what, you, that's what everybody said before the NIL was, oh, well, they get to go to school for free. Well, what they don't fucking tell you and what they don't realize is a lot of these schools are graduating less than half of their fucking football players. So are they giving them a free education if they don't give a fuck about their well-being, who they become as young men if they graduate? I don't fucking think so. And for a lot of these schools, even, even a lower percent, there were some major college football teams who were graduating 30% of their black players. What the fuck is that? I say all this to say, and this might surprise a lot of people given the cultural differences around the country, Alabama was always in the 80%, 80s and 90s percent of graduating their players under Nick Saban. Nick Saban walked with his players when they walked in the streets to protest police brutality against unarmed black men when those incidents happened. Nick Saban's team was always one of the first ones out there, and he would always go with them. We think of him as this great football coach, but Nick Saban, for all intents and purposes, for every way that we can measure it, has been a fucking phenomenal mentor to young men from all different types of backgrounds of all different races, colors, and creeds. That's why Nick Saban is the fucking man. He will be missed. And just my thoughts on the other two coaches, very surprised Mike Vrabel got fired. He's going to get picked up extremely quickly. Like, he had a good run in Tennessee, man. Like, four playoff appearances out of six. Like, I said, AFC Championship game. Yeah, one Coach of the year, season. two years ago. Yeah, you know I'm saying he had yeah. one bad season and you getting him out of there. Like, I don't understand that. Wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots actually spun on him, honestly. And as far as Bill Belichick, the Tom Brady merchant, um, kind of looking like the NFL's version of Greg Popovich without Duncan, if you're going to be real. Oh. But, uh, Maybe he wow. gets the Charger job, or maybe he gets the commander's job and makes something shake with it. I think Harbaugh from Michigan is going to take one of those jobs, too. So, I don't know. I just – Bill need to ride off in the sunset, man. And old head NFL people love him. He can do some type of NFL work with, like, a players association or something. Like, he need to just ride off and do that. Don't don't coach again, bro. Game pass your bye, Bill. Tay, thoughts on uh, NFL coaching changes, uh, also Nick Saban included, um, just all the coaching changes in general this this week. Um, I think Bill Belichick should keep coaching, honestly. Like, I, I said this a few weeks ago. Just put him on the Chargers. That's all I got to say. They're, they're going to run through the AFC. That's, call it what you want. Put him on the Chargers. All right, I already know what's going to happen if he's on the Chargers with good players. Just don't get him – don't promise him that that GM role though. Keep him as a head coach. Keep him as a, you know, a defensive play caller. And and we'll see. Like that that's what I want to see him as. I don't want to see him as the GM, the owner. The he should just be a, a head coach that calls plays. And yeah, I think he should still coach because because he still got it. End of the day. So one thing I want to add to the Bill Belichick conversation. Um, you know, because they everybody points out his record without Tom Brady before and after. And, uh, well, you know, did he have a quarterback for all of those years before? Did he have a quarterback now? Can you point me out a ton of head coaches who have these 
amazing win loss records and championships without a quarterback. I mean, shit, maybe you just need a quarterback to win. And the rest kind of follows that. Cause I don't know how many examples that can anybody think of, you know, coaches that are in the top 10 that didn't have a great quarterback. Uh, exactly. People are thinking pretty hard right now. So, <laughs> you know, uh, pretty much every great coach that you can name, all of them had a quarterback. So that's, that's true. So, yeah. I'm going to disagree with Tay, though, as far as like, so it's kind of tough for me to feel bad. Like, you hired a defensive coordinator for your offensive coordinator. Like, that shit's idiotic. <laughs> so I can't really feel bad for Belichick like that. This is what he cooked. Yeah. True. Thoughts on coaching changes? Um, Belichick needs to retire. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Belichick needs to retire. I think it's. I think you got to know when to fold them, man. Uh, you know, I, I I always never understood it about coaching. Like, you can coach for a whole bunch of years. You have this great legacy. You're rich. Right off into the sunset, you know. Um. I, I I heard Tay mention what Belichick getting the uh, Chargers job. I think that's what Tay said. They win the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know about that because it's still Chargers. But um, I mean that'd be cool. That'd be a cool. I mean, that, I guess that'd be a decent fit. But it's just like the the talk of being a Tom Brady merchant. It's just like not necessarily Justin Herbert. Not you know not necessarily Tom Brady. So. I, you know, I don't know, you know, I guess it remains to be seen, you know, like what exactly, I don't have a lot of faith in the Chargers, so that, that's part of the reason why, but I, I just think Bill, Belichick needs to, uh, needs to retire, man, I think it's, it's, you had a good run, I think it's, I always think it's weird when you see like, um, you know, like people who've been somewhere, it's like, you know, Phil Jackson is basketball, you know, basketball, but like Phil Jackson coached the Bulls, and they end up coaching the Lakers. So maybe there is, um, you know, maybe there's a a path for Belichick to find a, you know, a, a new team and kind of re- rekindle that. But I don't know. Um, as far as the other ones, I was a little shocked by the Tennessee, Tennessee move. But um, I feel like they're about to just – I feel like it's the end of an era in Tennessee right now. So – uh, you know, Derrick Henry pretty much said goodbye, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's the end of an era. So I think they thought that was a, uh, you know, the the right choice to make. I don't, I don't know what, to, like, I really don't know what to expect. You know, head to the offseason with some of these decisions and where these coaches are going to end up. You know, the Pete Carroll thing, I kind of expected a little bit low key, um, you know, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think I think the 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 most um the most important most important thing here is really finding a perfect fit for some of these teams. I think the Patriots are, I think the Patriots are done. I don't see them having any success. I think um I, I'm the more I think about it, I'm kind of liking the idea of the Chargers and Belichick. Even though I want to retire, I'm kind of starting to like more. I think about it. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I'm interested to see what, what happens with 
all of these teams that let their coaches go because I don't necessarily see much better options available for some of these teams. Um, the Pete Carroll thing, I, I, I like Pete Carroll, so um, I would like to see him. I mean, if he wants to, he's old, the older shit. Uh, so like Belichick, they all old. So it's like if 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 these guys want to transition and go into retirement and just stay, there you know, Tay, home, you know, Tay's ready to get rid of him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Tay, Tay said when the coaches turn thirty five. They can sit their ass home. They can take their yeah. ass home. That's, that's 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 his thing. But no, nah, I, I don't know. I just like I said, I I I'm not surprised at most of these moves. I think the 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 Titans doing that was was a little bit shocking because I think uh, you know I, I think he's a good coach and I think he um just ca- kind of caught a raw deal, right? You know, the season was just it's rough rough season, you know. Um, so. I don't know. I said, I don't know, man. Um, I I am very interested to see what happens with Belichick, the Pete Carrolls, you know. Um, and Axe, I think Axe mentioned uh, about, uh, uh, was it uh, Jim Harbaugh and him possibly taking a job? I, ah, that's all I can, ah, yeah. I'm not I'm not sold on him. I have I've never been. So that's a whole you know. Yeah. So yeah. Hello. We good, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Apollo, thoughts on the on the coaching changes this week. All right. So um Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. Um in a way, it's like it's very symmetrical uh, their careers in some ways. Um, this it's the end of an, of an era <laughs> um, with those three gentlemen gone. I mean, I mean at least gone from their respective places. I know Pete Carroll has an advisory role. Um, Belichick, um, I well, I mean, yeah, Belichick hasn't said he's going to retire. I mean, it's still, it's still time, you know, if, if he does want to go that route. But people keep talking about that Don Shula record. I think he needs, like, 15 uh, wins to, to, to at least top with him or something like that or, or to catch him. I don't know. But, um, I mean, I, I think that motivates him. But at the same time, it, maybe it doesn't. I mean, who knows? But um, if he was to resume coaching, uh, I, I mean, yeah, the Chargers seem like a – a popular choice. I mean, of course, you know, I'll be honest. I think if Bill Belichick did have, you know, I mean, a franchise quarterback, a competent quarterback, um, excuse me, a little more than a competent uh, quarterback, of course, um, then he could he could have something to work with. You know, what I mean, he'll at least have a shot to probably get another ring. Um, he just can't pick the players. Um, I, I believe that's that's that should be done, and and at least he said that. Um, I think like, like his exit, well, before his his uh, exit interview with the Patriots, um, he said he's open to change. You know, if that you know is best for the, for the team, so um, hopefully that should mean whatever team he goes to next. You know, hopefully he'll keep that same energy. Um, now, as far as Mick Saban, I mean, he's the greatest college coach of all time. Uh, he could be the greatest coach of all time as far as football. I mean, any level. I mean. If you really look down and break it down, we don't have time for all that. Um, but 
it, uh, it's definitely ends up in there. Um, now, as far as Mike Vrabel, I agree with True. This was that was shocking to me. I'm like, but at the same time, you know, there were rumblings that uh, he might he might go to the Patriots to coach. You know, so I I mean I don't know. We'll see. Um, maybe maybe Mike Vrabel wanted this. Maybe he wanted to get fired because you know he had a power he had a power struggle with the GM the year before, got him fired. But he probably figured you know, um, you know things are changing, and you know he probably seen that you know he probably always wanted to coach the the Patriots. So seeing that you know it could be an opening to it, you know what I mean, he, he might do that. Um, let me see what else. Uh, was there any other coaches? Oh, um, are we talking about firings too? Like, you know, the, the firings that happened earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, so, uh, Staley, um, I mean, I'm glad he was gone. Um, <laughs> they, I, I heard, I heard they, I heard they kept, uh, Eberflus. Um, I mean, from Chicago, I, I, yeah. Yeah, for Chicago. I, I guess that's a good move. I, I mean, you would, I mean, I put it like this keeping, keeping Eberflus. Kind of signaling you're keeping uh, Justin Fields because I mean, I, I would I, he hasn't done enough to me, uh, Eberflus, by himself to kind of warrant staying. If you know Justin Fields is going like, nah, he, he shouldn't start with a whole new quarterback because he ain't really do that much with, with Justin Fields now. Um, but you know how it is in the in the league. I, I mean, to be honest, it's like that in every sport. When these coaches, when these head coaches are feeling the heat. They need scapegoats, like Jacksonville. How they fired damn near their whole yeah. That's that's crazy. No, it wasn't just the offensive staff; it was like everybody. I mean, I mean, I mean the, the yeah. defense staff. I meant the whole defense staff. Yeah, and offensive and, staff too, and, and offensive staff too. Running but backs, most, coach. I think the I think the dude who did the laundry got it. Like they were fucking. It was crazy. Like yeah, hmm. man. So interesting. Yeah, so 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 the heat might be on Doug Peterson. I don't think it should be. Maybe we should be looking at Trevor Lawrence, but that's another story over there. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just a wild time, man. Um, but I I do like it though. I always like movement. I think most fans like movement in sports. Um, it keeps things interesting. Um, so I mean, like I said, oh Jim Harbaugh. Um, you know, I mean, I know it seems like a foregone conclusion that he's going to come to the NFL. I think so as well. Um. I mean, you know, I, I guess they, I don't know uh, if it is. He's he's kind of a demigod around there. The college game is really made for him. He seems to truly have a passion for mentoring young people, and they finally got it going. Like it took ten years to get there, and then they got that natty. They're going to be rolling in the the recruiting classes. I don't know, man. I I, I feel like maybe he's going to want to make this a, a longer thing. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I I don't I don't I'm not surprised that people think he's gonna jump. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at it for like NCAA annoyances too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cause he is getting suspended for something every every six weeks. Right, right. So it's you know, how long are you gonna keep dealing with that shit? I mean, you already won, so it's like you had nothing else to prove. But hey, we'll see. I mean, everything he does he uses as leverage. But if you, for the sake of arguments, if he was to go to the NFL, um, I guess, I guess the Chargers coach, the Chargers job would be the best. I actually wouldn't mind seeing him. Um, now you know what? We also got to think about this. We got to factor in these some of these playoff teams that might have coaches that's on the hot seat. 
the Bills. Um, yeah. Let's say, I mean, let's say the Bills don't win. Uh, Mr. McDermott, I mean, hey. There's people know. saying, there's people saying, depending on how bad it looks, maybe right. the Eagles. Yep. Sirianni. Mm-hmm. Sirianni yeah. ain't looking too good. He ain't looking too good. So, hey. Uh, Todd Bowles, they've been trying to fire him, but they keep winning. <laughs> so I mean, but, but let's say he just let's say they lose or in bad fashion, he's probably out of there. So it's like you know, I mean, it, we gotta watch out for these playoff teams too. Then the Falcons coach get fired. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's fired. He yep. was the first one. They couldn't fire him fast enough. It was about yeah. midnight on five Eastern. Up. Right. <laughs> hey, well, I did want to say right. We all were all mad about because Arthur Smith is a fucking clown, but. It wasn't Arthur Smith's choice to not go get Lamar Jackson this fucking offseason. So there you go. I, I know he go ahead. <laughs> I know he oh, that was I, I do want to bring up too. It's kind of on the same subject because Tepper, uh, the Panthers, he he completely cleaned house, fired everybody. It's fucking hilarious because he fires the GM. It was Tepper's fucking big idea to make those trades to get Bryce Young. So he made everybody do what he wanted to do. And then he's like, well, I can't fire myself. So I guess I'm just going to fire all of you. Like it, all this shit that blew up this season was all his idea. And then he went and fired everybody. Good times. Uh, that, that dude. Yeah. That dude. Look, this dude, he thinks that this is, you know, whatever businesses he owns. Like this ain't, you know, this ain't how you do it. You gotta have some continuity, you know. Hire the right people and stay out the way. I mean, I mean, come on now. <laughs> I, I've always, I've always said, and it's definitely something in, in my line of work, and it's something that I apply to this stuff all the time. If you fire somebody within the first year, that's a that's a reflection of the person who made the hire, not the person who exactly. got hired. That's exactly. fucking ridiculous. That's ridiculous, man. And then you threw threw that damn drink on a guy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this dude is a damn fool. See, people were like, like oh, you know, I'd get I'd get my money off of that, which I agree, but I would be so fucking pleased with myself that I got a fucking NFL owner that mad and out of his mind to where he threw a drink on me. I'd be laughing my ass off right in his fucking face. Man, look, put it like this. Even even to be the people that he's fired. I mean, shit, you still paying me. You paying me to go away. Yeah, that's that's my prediction. If if it does happen, old old Jim Harbaugh to the Raiders so that they can fire him in three years and you know, then they can be paying four different coaches millions of dollars <laughs> to not coach. Uh, Lord. Do y'all think do y'all think Antonio Peace uh, Antonio Pierce is gonna uh, get the job for the Raiders? I think he did enough. But do I think he do I think he should? Yes. Do I think he's going to? No, because the Raiders are dumb as fuck. Yeah, he's not. Shit. Yeah, he's they not. might fuck. They they might fuck around and get Belichick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds about right. I think Belichick wants to go to a place with a quarterback, though. He uh, <laughs> that's been the no fun zone. Oh, that's gonna get him a quarterback. Yeah, make yeah, a trade. Yeah. Make a trade or something like that. Yeah. Good times.
Right now, we're at center court. This is NBA panel. We got Tay and we got True. Guys, NBA thoughts. True, you seem like you are just disgusted with what's going on with the slates recently and what's going on in our team right about now. Honestly, man, the the NBA fucking sucks. Um, And it's not because, obviously, the the team I would like to see win uh, is ass either. It's just... It's it's just terrible, man. Like I think, you know, perhaps you could you could argue the schedule is a part of the problem, um, and that you know that that is 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 probably true. Is way too many, um, you know, way too many back to backs and and stuff like that. But man, like we 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 come from, you know, like an era where people, no matter what, they still went out there and hoop, man, like. We, you know, in the 90s, 2000s, even the 2010s, like, even fucking 2019, 2020, like, most of the time, the reason why the Warriors were so impactful to people was because of the fact that the blowouts were few and far between during those, during their run, so that people were so, like, shocked, like, oh, my God, man, like, the Warriors going out there, they going crazy, bro, like, they whoop, whoop, whoop. And whatever, and that's just—I don't, you know, I don't know, man. Like this has been, like this season has been terrible. I think when you look at the Minnesotas and the, you know, Oklahoma City Thunders, who who have been playing, uh, great, but it's just like, you know, I remember people arguing about we want a parity in the league, and I dare I'd say we have that to an extent in terms of talent. Uh, you know, and and you know, teams being built, I'd argue we had that, but this shit is just terrible. Like, OKC is is whooping on Portland. Portland obviously is is you know, um, not you know they're a lottery team, but it's still like even lottery team. Like the Detroit Pistons are the worst team in the league. They have a shit ton of losses. They got like three wins. But there's a lot of games that they've had this year where they didn't get blown out. They were in it until the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just it, it just baffles me how bad this league is right now. And Adam Silver gets all his credit, all his dick-eating that they do. Um, you know, and people are like, you know, like Draymond was like, oh, you know, I'm so glad we have a, uh, you know, Adam Silver to to be blah, blah 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 and it's like man like adam silver has ruined the league you have to have been there before to understand what this league is and what this league used to be things were not like this before man it just was not like this before and um you know speaking strictly from just a fan perspective i love watching competitive basketball you know, even a good, even a blowout is fun sometimes if it's, you know, like, you know, like when the Warriors used to blow, you know, had, had their blowouts, it was like Stephen Clay would go off and he got 40, he got 30. And like tonight, you know, as we're doing this, looking at the fucking uh, Celtics getting blown out, it wasn't nothing fun in that. Like it just wasn't even competitive, no energy, nobody trying. Like, and it's like, if this was a rarity, I get it, right? But this is not a rarity. This is a regular fucking thing that happens week after week, night after night. Somebody said the other day, 
on on Twitter, and I and I assume they were saying it because they were like you know like betting and shit. <laughs> but somebody was like, "Yo, like it was like Tuesday." It was like, "Yo, this is the worst slate of the night of the of like the year for the NBA or this season." And I was like, "Nah," I said, "They've been really bad bad ones. You just have to wait. You just keep waiting, and you'll eventually run into um run into another one that's just as bad. And tonight is worse." Like tonight is worse. Not even not obviously for just betting purposes. Like as a fan, if I paid my money and I was like, man, I want to go see a competitive game against the Celtics and the Bucks, and then I got this, especially with two rivals, the two top two, the top two teams in the East on national fucking television, that's what we get. This is what we get. I guarantee you the Suns and the Lakers are gonna be, and if you're listening to this, uh and 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 I'm wrong. <laughs> just know we were doing this before the game goes live, but I guarantee that game will be a lot more competitive. And those are two teams in a play-in, and that's disgusting. That is fucking <laughs> disgusting to me that this is happening. This, this is what I'm saying, man. This shit is this, – this league is just terrible right now, and, you know, nothing feels exciting about, about a lot of what I'm seeing. And it's just – I don't know, man. I don't even know what the fix is to to make this better because there's not large like there's no gap in talent between the Bucks and the Celtics, right? It's just that the Celtics are just tired from having a a back to back game, but it's like still go out there and play with some pride, still. And um, yeah, man, it was a uh, uh, absolutely disgusting what I've seen this last couple of weeks in the NBA. Um, you know, I could talk about the Warriors being trash. I could talk about the Bulls being on the rise. I could talk about a lot of things. Uh, but the league as a, as a whole just sucks. You got teams like the Pacers, the Clippers, super hot teams right now. But even then, the Celtics are like the, the third hottest team in the league right now. And this is what they did. You know what I mean? Like, look at... Look at what's going on. Like it's just some nights you don't have it, but at least go out there and compete. They they threw the white flag out before the the for the the for the first half was over. That and this is a nationally televised game. Like somebody has to do something like about this. I don't know what it is. Need to, maybe need to change the schedule or something. Um, but this is just this is just disgusting. And I'm tired. Like I'm honestly tired of watching these nationally televised games every single fucking night and this shit keeps happening. Something has to give. That's that's all, you know. Fuck the NBA right now. Um, and I love the NBA. It hurts me to say that because I love the NBA, but it's just, it's just disrespectful to their fans, man. Like, it's like with, with the Warriors getting, they got booed two games in a row, right? Two games back to back, they got booed. And like they deserve it because they're going out there playing terrible basketball. And it's like, if the Celtics were at home and they were getting beat by like 30, 40 points, they should get booed. If, uh, you know, a team is at home and you're getting beat by that, you deserve to get booed because your fans don't pay to see that. Obviously right now, the Bucks fans, and Milwaukee fans are probably enjoying this, but it's yeah, like, about to say, fan, they're having a great time, you know, but as a fan, like, See, my thing is, like, even as a fan of a team, like, if I was going to go to, like, you know, my favorite team to watch in, 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 in a game, 
I'm going not to just see, I want to see them win, but I want to see them compete. I want to see them go out there. I want to see, you know, this person go drop 30. I want to see, you know, like a battle. I want to see a 120 to like 113 game, not a 140 to like 92. Like that's, it's just not fun because you already know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you already know. And so I don't know, man. Like I said, the league, the league is in a dark, dark place. And the year just started. And, you know, prime example is like the game earlier uh, was the Cavs versus the Nets in Paris. And that game was a also a blowout uh, up until like the end. Right. And it was just really bad. And it just looked absolutely horrible. And I think that's the problem. Like, like players get like you got players now who do not even give energy or give anything. Um, and that's just that's the NBA right now. And uh, it's disgusting. Like I said, these games tonight, disgusting. These games all week, disgusting. Um, you know, ho- hopefully, hopefully we get some better games going here in the, in the next uh, next next few days. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Tay, any thoughts on uh, the NBA's saggy slate the last week? Oh, muted, muted, big dog. Well, uh, yeah, well, well, it's unfortunate. You know, it, it kind of it, it ruins it uh, as a fan. But I know that these players are human. You know, it happens in every sport sometimes. Like, a team will have a bad game. The ball won't go in sometimes. You know, you, you'll be tired. So it happens. It's It's been happening a lot more this year. It, I feel like this, it's a lot of blogs every night, especially certain teams. Like, you know the Blazers are getting blown out every night. Um, that that's one team. Every time I see the, but I know they're gonna get blown out. But um, I don't know. I, I just think I just think the players are human, you know. And the NBA, NBA is like a, how can I put it? NBA is like a playoff league, like if you know what I mean. Like I feel like uh, the NFL. Yeah, I know what you mean. The, the, the regular season don't mean shit. Yeah. That's what you mean. <laughs> In the NFL, you can you can enjoy, um the regular season a lot more like you can really sit down and watch every regular season game in the nfl and just not and that and that's because it's only you know it's only 18 weeks in the season in the regular season but um yeah i don't know i just think it's just it is a lot of games it's too many games but you can't you can't deduct from the games now because if you deduct from the games now records won't be broken anymore whatnot you know it's just not i don't know it's just, it's just God, honestly, you just have to deal with it. They got to, they got to do something about the, maybe increase the end season tournament length or something like that. But it's gonna be kind of hard to get rid of these blocks. I don't, I can't really think of a solution. And that is gonna wrap her up this week. Uh, stay tuned, DAR Sports Media. Go ahead and go back in the archives. Check out our great interview with Phil Stamper of MCW Wrestling. And also feel free to check out our end-of-year wrestling awards. We will be back weekend wrestling. We will be back with playoff football review next week. Thank you all for joining us. The world of DAR sports media never stops.